It's Tyler. Welcome to the Sub and Way Podcast. This is a special edition. We're bringing this episode to you because we had a few people ask us or ask me about what my preparation was for this upcoming Vortex Extreme. And really what it comes down to is I had no intention of doing the Vortex Extreme. I was actually preparing for something much different. So I'll kind of take a step back to... Uh, late December, early January 2019, uh, Fred from Bison Tactical had called me up and asked me if I would be his partner for the Sniper Adventure Challenge that's put on every year in September by Competition Dynamics. It's a 60-mile, roughly 30 hours to complete this course. And I tell you what, they have a patch that they give out. It's a sack finisher patch. Just because it's so rare for people to finish this. I mean, you'll start with 30 teams. Um, I think that's the right number. And out of the 30 teams, maybe five teams are getting a patch that says they finished this challenge. So it is a, a tough, brutal challenge. So when he asked me, I had not thought about doing the Sniper Adventure Challenge again. I've done it a few times uh, a few years back, and then I've also RO'd it, and I learned a lot of things from ROing that match. But it wasn't something I was like, oh, man, I'm going to do the Sniper Adventure Challenge next year. No. Fred asked me, and not wanting to you know, be a little bitch about it, I said, yeah, I'll be your partner. And instantly I knew that I was going to have to come up with a good plan on how to get back into the shape that I needed to be. Um, it's not something you just jump into and say, you know what, I'm going to throw my pack on and, and man up and do this. It, there's a lot more to it than that, I promise you. So my preparation was for that. The Vortex Extreme just kind of fell into my lap. Uh, Bonescope Precision, great company. Uh, we worked closely with them, and they had asked if Ray and I would compete under their name. So we agreed to, and it just so happened that my preparation for Sniper Adventure Challenge worked out for the vortex extreme i mean pretty simple um so getting right into my preparation i'm pretty much going to break it down into how i started what my game plan was what i was looking to achieve and the different phases of the fitness i was chasing after Uh, and i'm still not there yet but i have 30 days to continue hitting my goals and in locking in the fitness you know level that i want so I started off January right after I said, yes, Fred, I will be your partner to suffer with um, powerlifting. Um, I went through this plan of I'm going to powerlift for X amount of months. And then after that, I'm going to transition into a different form of exercise and just keep building on what I built. But I wanted to build the foundation first. Uh, Very similar to marksmanship precision rifle shooting is you have to have a good foundation and that's where I wanted to start I wasn't in horrible shape I just wasn't in good shape I mean I was hiking mountains and things like that for the classes and I was competing regularly but that's not being in shape so jumped on the powerlifting train I did some research I looked at uh, a guy named Hatfield holds the world record for squatting at least he did that might have changed but Uh, really interesting reading about these different guys and that was kind of my thing is what are these different areas that I need to 
get better at and who's the best at it so that I could take what they share and build my my platform off of that so I went with Hatfield and I found quite a few different workouts that were all revolving around strength like just building power so I focused on bench press my back uh, just kind of fell in there with pull-ups and things of that nature but bench press squats deadlifts and cleans and that was the majority of the workout program there and it was uh, heavy weight low repetition so when I say low repetitions I'm talking like I was doing uh, 80 to 90 percent of my max for one or two repetitions now the caveat was you only got a certain amount of rest in between each set so you were somewhat building endurance but it was forcing your muscles to adapt and this program, I mean, just the first month, I saw massive strength increases. I'm talking, um, you know, I was just blown away. So it really worked out well. I enjoyed it. It was something different, so I got to stay focused. And I did that for roughly four to five months. Um, I saw good strength increases, but I also saw weight gain. Um, I wasn't eating like crap, but I wasn't eating really good either. I was just eating. And... Uh, you know that's where I was so uh, push forward until May I finished the powerlifting cycle and you know I got 180 pounds on my frame so now I needed to trim the fat I built the strength and now I needed to transition to where I could maintain that strength but drop some of this body weight and kind of lean out and regain some mobility and you know become a better overall athlete so the transition from the powerlifting to this other workout saw me change my workout program in the gym and what i did was i transitioned from heavyweight low reps to lightweight and lots of reps not just you know i'm not working out to tone my body or get this six pack or any of this other bullshit i'm i've got a functional goal like a functionality goal so I transitioned into this, you know, this workout where with the squats, for example, uh, 135 pounds total weight. And my goal is to do 50 squats, you know, ass to heel nonstop. And when I first put this on there, I was only able to get like 15 or 20. Like the endurance, the muscle endurance wasn't there. The strength was there, but not the, not the endurance. So working that and I also changed my gym routine to just three or four times a week instead of every day like I was doing and again just doing those high repetition um, weights and building that endurance was I needed that I needed that transition to happen it helped me lean out uh, but it gave me that endurance helped me keep up that strength and uh, kept the same workouts squats deadlifts and bench press and pull-ups and just trying to work that in. Now I did incorporate other things such as cardio, right? Um, not just running on concrete trails around the neighborhood, but mountain running, like improving my speed and those small little muscles in your feet and your calves and all of these things that just destroy you when you get out there and do it, right? I needed my body to get used to those kinds of things. So cardio became part of it. And because I haven't been doing cardio in freaking weeks or months, like it was all gym related, 
I started off slow. I did not need any injuries. I didn't want to destroy my body. I wanted to build it up. And I started off with just half a mile. And tell you what, 180 pounds doesn't sound like a lot to you guys, but that's the heaviest I've ever weighed. So the cardio for me just wasn't there. My body wasn't used to carrying that weight. And, uh, you know, I started in increasing every week a half a mile and trying to speed up those times also incorporating sprints then we threw in some swimming back in the marines we used to swim a lot and one of those great exercises was called an underwater crossover you swim from one side of the pool to the other and then eventually you get good and better and your lung capacity grows your body gets more efficient at using the air that it breathes in and now you can go from one side to the other side and then back without coming up for air. So swimming, big factor in increasing my lung capacity, helping me deal with different elevations. And then I also got back into climbing. Um, indoor climbing right now is just, I go there, I, I have fun, I enjoyed it. I haven't done it for five years. So getting back into it, I was kind of like, oh man, but it really does work your mobility. Like learning all over again how to climb efficiently. It's not all about your hands and forearms and your grip or your back a lot of it is legs and being able to twist your body and, and get into different spaces so that helped big time with stretching my body out and getting used to those twisting motions all over again and then overall just hiking like you have to get out there and do those things that you're going to demand yourself to do later so i started hiking with weight and initially it was just a plate carrier and I got two uh, you know plates that weigh roughly 13 pounds each so running the hills hiking with those reading some books on how to use hiking sticks really improved my hiking big time I never used hiking sticks until now and holy crap like you look around you see dudes using hiking sticks and my mentality is always like oh my body I'll just make my body carry that shit well that's Oh my gosh, I'll tell you what, learn how to use those hiking sticks and you will thank me later, I promise. So hiking, same thing, same process. I wasn't trying to break myself off. I was just trying to incrementally get better and record the results and my times and what I was feeling and how to get over these humps. So five miles, 10 miles, 15. And I just recently completed the summit of mount charleston here in las vegas uh, it was 22.8 miles round trip i uh, had a goal of finishing it in nine hours i didn't make that goal i was five minutes too late i did it nine hours five minutes so i'll have to do it again and try and beat that time um, but i want to increase the the length of this hike so i feel like this time i'll go up the north loop to the summit of mount charleston down the south loop over to Cathedral Rock, right there that's roughly 20 miles. And then I'm gonna hike up to uh, Fletcher Canyon or Mary Jane Falls, and then take the falls up back to the North Loop and then finish wherever I park my vehicle. So that should take me to 32, 35 miles total travel. So that'll be the next hike that I do. And again, <laughs> how this all played out for the Vortex is, you know, I wasn't training for nine miles. I was training for 60 for the Sniper Adventure Challenge, and that was a light bulb moment for me is, well, I'm training for 60. Nine miles is like nothing. So when you're developing this training plan and you start to get into the meat and potatoes of 
your training regimen and train past what you're going to do. Like don't train up to, hey, I'm going to do nine miles and that's all I need to be good for. No, train past that. Um, and as you'll hear about in the podcast with Ray and I, we discuss like the mental side of it and how your physical fitness affects your mental ability to think so just keep that in mind like you need to have a goal of training past whatever the challenge is all right so um, like i said powerlifting and then cardio swimming climbing hiking and just keeping that strength that i've built but building more endurance behind it um i read a book you know, like I said, picking people's brains who are experts or have the experience of what they've already done. So you look at these ultra marathoners and they're running 7,500 miles. How do they do that? Uh, I know that they run, obviously, and they got good health, they got good cardio, but what about your feet? Your feet are what have to get you from point A to point B. So you got to take care of them, right? You, you can't you can't neglect your feet or you ain't going nowhere. Eventually, your feet will win. Your mental attitude will break down because your feet are not doing what they're supposed to do. So I started reading about taking care of feet, how to tape them, how to prevent blisters, how to um, you know take care of blisters when you get them. When I did that 22.8-mile uh, summit, I was surprised but also super excited that I did this entire hike with no hot spots no blisters I mean my feet felt amazing now I had other issues that I wanted to deal with and figure out how to overcome them or make them better but my feet were perfect and I attribute it to reading this book having the right shoes I was wearing La Sportiva TX2 hiking shoes they're not heavy they're not boots but man they just they love my feet and the choice of socks that I went with the smart wool they're called Ingenie they're toe socks now it sounds stupid and doesn't sound very manly but each individual toe has its own little hole that it goes into and it's amazing all right anybody that talks shit on this I'm telling you right now these are the best socks out there all right and if you don't believe me secretly buy a pair and go hike in them and come back and then you you'll love them so the socks were a big part of it and you know again just taking other experts and experiences and trying to apply it to my own regiment and then came the diet portion <clears throat> so I started 180 pounds just eating whatever I wanted pizza pasta uh, hey give me some of that ice cream like I was kind of in this phase of like I'm eating whatever I want, but I'm working out, uh, don't really care. So transition to the diet phase where I'm in a lot of, lot of vegetables, some fruit, uh, yogurts, granolas, fibers, and really watching the, the shitty crap that I had to eat while on the road. And that's, that's a challenging part is eating good while I'm driving to a match or a competition or, you know, to a class. So the diet part was a huge, huge piece for me and instantly saw my weight just starting to rapidly decrease. Now, on the other side of that, you have to know that like, since I've switched from 
the powerlifting and the weightlifting regimen, I've been working out two to three times a day. I'll ride my bike. I will run a uh, minimum three miles in the morning, and then I climb in the evening, and I might squeeze in a uh, gym session uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays where I'm doing the squats, the deadlifts, and the bench press. So some days I'm working out three times a day, and other days I'm working out twice. Um, now, a lot of you, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking you, right? Uh, but I hear this excuse all the time. I've had this excuse. Ray still has this excuse, which is, well, I don't have time. I don't have time to do that. The real thing here is you have time for whatever's important to you. So if working out is not at the top of your list, then guess what? You don't have time for it because it's not important, right? This has become important to me because of my commitment to this competition. So I make time for it. I get up at 5.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, and work out. Before the Vortex Extreme, I went on a two-mile jog with my dog. It wasn't to stress myself out. It wasn't to you know, get my heart rate up. It was to just wake up and, and get the blood flowing and, and, and push my body you know, to perform whenever I tell it to. So um, it's not about having time. It's about... What are your priorities in making time? All right, so we, we, make pri- we make time for the priorities in our life, and that's just the facts of it. So find yourself something that is achievable and hit that goal. And then find something else and then hit that goal. You know, and just keep stacking these goals on top of each other. And before you know it, I mean, you'll be doing exactly what you want. So going back to my weight, um, I've since dropped right around 20 pounds. I'm kind of hovering at the 160 pound area and I've got another five to seven pounds that I want to cut. It's not a huge deal, but I feel like the extra mobility and just the weight of that five to seven pounds, I'm going to feel it and it's really going to come in and just be a game changer for me when it's time to do the sniper adventure challenge. So anyways. Um, that's my spiel on how I prepped. I, w- I do want to tell you that I, I really took stretching seriously. If I wasn't working, if I wasn't teaching, and even if I was teaching, like I was finding the time throughout the day and anytime, if I'm sitting in front of the TV, watching movies with Ray or, or doing whatever, like stretching, not only static stretching. Now, <clears throat> static stretching, you could assimilate to older shit that you used to do if you're in the military we all get into a big circle and we sit there and we stretch our muscles out and you know what there's a place for that and i would incorporate static stretching but i started reading about how college football teams are doing these dynamic stretches and crossfit it's a dynamic warm-up before you actually do the workout so these dynamic stretching are stretching your muscles that are related to an activity that you're going to do. So for me, you know, like slow lunges and and calf raises and different things like that to dynamically stretch and warm these muscles up as opposed to just a static stretch. So stretching has become a big part of trying to stay healthy, trying to not get injured before the competition. And then also different types of, you know, little things that they sell at the store like your roller balls and 
I forget what it's called. Uh, you lay on it, you can roll your muscles out, it'll uh, stretch them, flatten them. I mean, the thing is amazing. And it has really helped my posture and my back tightness, my thigh tightness. So while I'm sitting there, I just set this roller down, put my body part on it that I wanna kind of stretch out and that I want to squeeze that lactic acid out of. And you know, it's almost like a massage. So that little roller thing has just been amazing. Um, outside of that, I mean, that's been my program. Uh, I still eat breakfast, I still eat lunch, I still eat dinner. I'm just, I'm controlling portions now. And i be honest with you, the first week was the hardest to control portions because you get a good pizza and most of us out there, we can eat a whole pizza to ourselves right we, our bellies are stretched our you know our stomachs are enlarged so taming down those portions has also resulted in some of the weight loss my body doesn't need to consume all of that food i don't get you know the urge to want to just scarf down old pizza or you know 10 pounds of spaghetti or whatever it is in a meeting so the first week was the hardest part in forcing myself to have better portions eating better finding things that i liked i mean we can all sit here and you're probably shaking your head right now like oh my god healthy food does not taste good it does there's some healthy food out there which just mm, my god that shit is so good um prime example i mean it might not be the most healthiest but it definitely helps cut down on some of the carbs and and the bread and the fattening stuff um but you know good old hamburger meat yeah i like the lean stuff but you can add some seasoning to it um get that hamburger meat nice and and hearty for you and instead of using a uh, taco shell or a you know soft taco or whatever you're going to put this crap into um lettuce wrap so putting it into a lettuce wrap and eating it that way i mean my god that thing is delicious so it's just finding healthy food that you can deal with uh, for me, I, I love chicken, so that's easy. And just trying to, you know, enhance my protein intake and manage some of the hunger pains that I might go through. Uh, but eating three to four times a day has uh, helped me control those portions. So that's my little spiel uh, about my preparation for the Sniper Adventure Challenge and kind of how it rolled into the Vortex Extreme. I, I don't think that you would need this much preparation for the Vortex but it wouldn't hurt you would definitely be a top performer just remember like the other half of the strategy is not just fitness but what about your partner you, you need to understand each other's strengths and weaknesses so that you can help each other with those different areas and hopefully complement each other and that's how ray and i work out and it usually works out pretty well for us so yeah i appreciate you guys listening if you got any questions, uh, feel free to hit me up on social media, Facebook, Instagram. You can hit Max Ordnant. You can hit Tyler Hughes and, you know, hit me up. Talk about it. Ask me some questions. I, I don't know all the answers, but I've definitely read a lot and looked into a lot of this stuff trying to find the best method for myself. And not every method works for everybody. You need to understand your goals and how to accomplish them and then see what works for you. But, again, appreciate everybody listening. 
Look forward to next week's podcast, getting some information out there for you guys. Make sure to check out the uh, Ballistic Precision Magazine. It drops this week. I've written an article in it. Uh, We've also got Sean Utley from Athlon Media. He wrote an article about using his Savage rifle at our range during one of our classes. You've got Sandman, who's on the cover. It's just an overall badass magazine. Check it out. Get your hands on it, and let me know what you guys think. Talk to you later, and I'll see you at the range. Gonna see it's not that easy. Don't stop, get it till it's done. From where you are, I'll be gone. I said, keep on, try a little harder to see everything you need to be. Believe in your dreams that you see.